You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome in to the CHGO Bulls post-game show. Been a minute since we said that. What's going on, everybody? I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. My guy with me in studio, Big Dave. Bow! B-A-W-L Sports. We are CHGO underscore Bulls. Our pal producer, Joey Spathis, hanging out with us at the office on a Sunday afternoon. Our guy, Willie Go Gottlieb, at Pfizer Forum for this one. He will join us remote via the Goat Talk hotline. Later on in today's post-game show, the Bulls drop their preseason opener 105-102 to the Milwaukee Bucks. We all know it's preseason, so the final score is mostly irrelevant. Mm-hmm. But we did see potentially Billy Donovan's rotation in the first half. Yes. Starters, second unit. Plenty to talk about there. We want to get y'all's thoughts out there in Bulls Nation if you're joining us on YouTube. Appreciate you for joining us. Hit that thumbs up button if you're hanging out with us. Big Dave, how are you, buddy? Good. Traffic sucks. Man. But I'm all right. One of one of the few downsides to the wonderful thing that is the Chicago Marathon. I didn't know it ran. It, it runs down here? It does. I had no idea. Yeah. We are Honestly, just no like two blocks north of part of the blocked off section on Adams. You know, I just thought it was like Lakeshore. Like, oh no, it it runs through. I think I I saw on Twitter this morning twenty nine different Chicago neighborhoods. Oh, awesome! So they ran right by my apartment, everywhere. Yeah, tell you what was fun was watching people uh, come up with new ways to try to get through barricades. Yeah, was fun, and then watching them (laughs) get stopped and pulled over, and, and cops ticketing them. Like that was. That was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, man. You know what? Usually you, you could get lucky finding parking spots on the street here in our office's neighborhood. I didn't risk it. I just parked in a garage down the street on Madison. Oh, I was like, let's, let's not deal with that. But I my route <laughs> from, from my neighborhood to our office's yeah, neighborhood had yeah. no street closures from point exactly. A to point B. Yeah. So I was like, great. I got here. Throw it in a garage. Um, yeah, it was a little different <laughs> on my end. A little bit different. But before we dive into this Bulls-Bucks uh, game, on the topic of Chicago Marathon, huge shout out and congratulations to a couple of our CHGO family members. Our head of content, Kevin Kadick, completed the Chicago Marathon today in, uh, I believe, just uh, just over five hours. Five hours, one minute. Also, Jared Willis, who does great work contributing to our CHGO Cubs and White Sox beats, mm-hmm. also ran the marathon and finished today congratulations, in a shade sir. under five hours. Well done. Well done. Would two, never. Two would guys. never in my life. Two but guys, good for them. Two guys with amazing heads of hair. True. 
just awesome human being. One smokes cigars, one drinks beers. Yeah, often, but they're hey, they got themselves together and ran a marathon. They I, ran twenty six miles today. You never do this. I haven't run twenty six miles in my life. <laughs> I mean, maybe I have a ten k. Would you do a ten k? No. <laughs> Why? Five no, K. No. Okay. All Why? Right. Because you're mad and you like challenges and you know you you do shit like yeah. That. My challenges revolve around like can I finish this entire meal <laughs> and finish all the beers in my beer fridge before this Sunday is over. <laughs> That's on deck for it. the rest of my Sunday. I think if you trained for six months, I think you can actually do this. I really do because you have the determination, sir. You really do have that. That never say die, I'm going to do this mentality. Like, your mentality will carry you a long way. Uh, Fish in the comments said, I'd have to be chased by dogs. Yeah, even then, I don't think I would do it. I would just be like, you know what, dog? If you want to eat my leg, eat my leg. You give up a leg just because you don't want to run. Whatever. Okay, that's fair. I can still sit in a couch or sit in a comfy chair with one leg instead of two. (laughs) I can still do that. Um, All right, so let's talk about this Bulls game. Out of the gate, uh, our guy, Will the Go Gottlieb, who was down in Nashville for training camp, said in a tweet of his that it seemed like towards the end of training camp, we started to see a likelihood of Kobe White and Patrick Williams in that starting lineup, along with the Bulls' big three of DeMar, Zach, and Vooch. That is, in fact, what we saw in this game when the ball went up. Uh, The Bucs, meanwhile, deciding to sit their big three, so to speak, yeah. of Giannis, newcomer Damian Lillard, and Chris Middleton. Yeah. Um, Brooke Lopez did play a couple of their other role players, our old pal Bobby Portis, Jay yeah. Crowder. Um, but let's start with that, Big Dave. Your impressions of what the Bulls looked like out of the gate with that starting five, which could potentially be the Bulls starting five come October 25th. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm laughing at two things. One of them is what you just said about sitting around with one leg. It's still, like, the visual of it is in my head uh, right now. Um, it's preseason. Let me paraphrase by saying that. It's yeah. preseason. This game doesn't mean anything in the long scheme of things. You know, Bucks, like you said, didn't have their big guys out there. We get it. The Chicago Bulls are winning the world championship. <laughs> no, I'm playing. These are jokes. These are jokes. These are jokes. These are jokes. had hours already. These are jokes. <laughs> These are jokes. All right. These are jokes. Um, I love the way they looked, especially to start the game. That first quarter, it was great. Uh, even, that first quarter alone, they had 19 fast break points. Mm-hmm. That's wow. Um, the three point shooting, I believe, what 13 threes. In that first quarter, what they finished, what sixteen in that in that first half? If I'm uh, not the Bulls finished. Oh, you mean attempts in that, in that first half? Yes, uh, I, I believe they had nineteen attempts 19. at halftime. Okay, great. So yeah, they were shooting a lot. You know what I mean, and getting it up and getting them up early and getting them up often. Yeah. Um, I love the pace. Mm-hmm. I really did enjoy the pace a lot. They just moved the ball constantly. The ball had energy. We'll talked about that a lot. Uh, how the ball has energy and it's got to move. It didn't get stagnant. It did get stuck. Um, the only time I saw it where it, in, not stuck per se, but where guys just took it is when the Bulls weren't scoring and they couldn't score like the first few buckets. And DeMar yeah. said, here, give me the ball mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'll shoot it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's the only time just to get them a bucket and get them going. But I loved it. I really enjoyed it. DeMar was pulling threes. Uh, I loved how Kobe looked. I, we'll get a little more into him. Uh, Zach Levine, I feel like he kind of. Just a preseason game. It was the first time I saw him kind of establish that I'm the man. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, he took the shots. And yeah, he did. It, he was like, and no. He, you know, he missed his first couple shots. Sure. That sure, were just sure. good, clean looks. And you're like, all right, it's preseason. A little rusty. 
yeah. the rims at Pfizer for him are probably rigged in some way. Sure. But yeah, I mean, I I thought Zach looked confident. I thought he and Kobe, I really liked the way that Zach and Kobe were setting some screens for each other. Sure. Will pointed that out with a couple of clips on Twitter. Um, Off-ball screens between your guards. Yeah. More of that, please. In, in general, I thought that the Bulls' off-ball movement was much better than most of what we saw last season. Oh, without a doubt. Like, without a doubt. And I loved... Also, as soon as the other team scored, the ball was inbounded and it was down the floor. Mm -hmm. The Bulls weren't waiting around, you know, to figure out. They weren't setting up. No, they were gone. As soon as that ball came through the net, they were out. And that's going to be to their benefit because I always felt like if you have a lineup full of guards, that's what you should be doing anyway is running. Yeah. Getting the ball and going. Um, They would get the rebound. They would go. Patrick Williams, I'm sure we're getting to him, getting the rebound and going, you know, like not waiting around. Everybody was just constantly moving. I didn't mind the shot. I didn't care if the shots went in or not. They were the right shots. Yeah. They weren't forced. You know, like everything was just the right shot to take. Every time I felt, I found myself a lot just saying, yes, 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 yes. Like I wasn't caring if it went in. It was just like, yes, yes. That's what, yes, that. Because I know if you're doing it right, obviously it's going to drop. Yeah. And it did, you know, at a certain point in time in that first quarter. But I, I just really enjoyed that. Looked like a legitimate basketball team out there, man, in that first quarter. It was great. It was nice to see. They also did more of what Billy and the players talked about wanting to do more between media day interviews, training camp interviews. Arturis also highlighted this. Getting more three-point looks mm-hmm. by getting the ball into the paint. Yes. Like, yes. attack the paint mm-hmm. and kick out and, like, Shout out to Kobe. He had a, some nice dimes today while he was kind of breaking down the Bucks defense off the dribble, and it led to good three-point looks. Mm-hmm. I, at one point, I think the Bulls were 7 of 15, mm-hmm. um, you know, midway through the second quarter. 7 of 15 from downtown with six different Bulls players hitting a three. Mm. And they were good, clean looks. Yeah, that's Please, awesome. please give us more of that. Yeah, and, and that's the other reason I... I wanted Kobe to be the starting point guard. So for what you just said, getting inside and kicking it out. Kobe penetrates. Yeah. Kobe gets inside, okay? Because of his size and because of his speed, he can get into the lane, and teams are going to have to collapse on him, as you saw, when he gets to the lane. He made some spectacular passes yeah. uh, out of the paint. The one that first comes to mind is the one he gave to Torrey Craig. Yeah. When he went and he jumped in the air and kind of just, uh, uh, like that for mm-hmm. the easy layup. That's in the paint, mm-hmm. you know? He, he getting there and kicking it out. Shout out to Tory Craig. Yes. His off-ball movement, Ooh. the cuts he was making, including Sexy. that cut on the Kobe dish. Sexy. Wonderful. Also attractive. very active on the defensive end. The mm. Bulls as a whole, I thought, especially in that first half, got a lot of good opportunities in transition True. because of guys being active on the defensive end. Pat got his hand in a couple of passing lanes. Yes, he did. DeMar yes, had a did. steal. Yes, he did. Who says DeMar DeRozan doesn't play defense? Not me. And Tory Tory Craig in particular, active on defense, crashing the glass. Yes. Uh, Tory Craig had a big offensive rebound. Mm-hmm. We need more offensive rebounding from this team. That's another thing that Billy and AK have harped on in the offseason leading into training camp. Uh, it was encouraging to see those signs of more pace on offense, more three-point shots, and where those three-point shots are coming from and how you generate them. Yeah, and just to talk on Torrey Craig a little bit, when he first came in the game, I said, who is this dude? He's huge. <laughs> yeah. My first thought, like, who is that? That dude, big as hell. I was like, oh, that's Torrey Craig. Oh, snap. And immediately gets a steal. You know, immediate, Matt, he was diving out of bounds for mm-hmm. loose balls in mm-hmm. the preseason game. I mean, I mean, it was just great to see. Like, I'm like, okay, there's the effort and energy 
that is infectious, you know what I'm saying, for this team. Because we know Alex Caruso does it, you know, but when you're seeing guys like Torrey Craig, six foot seven, big bench player coming in doing that, it's great. And the three-point shots that he was taking were timely three-point shots and the right ones to take. He just did everything correct on the basketball floor, you know, that you would want to ask, whether he had the ball or whether he didn't. Right. Uh, Cameron Crutch uh, in the comments, uh, or Cameron Utch in the comments, saying Craig and Carter bring that dog energy. It's contagious. We've yeah. talked about the Bulls needing more guys like that. Mm -hmm. I also saw our guy AK. Can you throw that AK comment back up there, Joe? Talking about how both teams looked rusty, but the pace, ball, and player movement, most of the Bulls' tenacious defense that was scoring was pleasant to see last season there were droughts yeah. uh yes there shout out a, for using the phrase tenacious d um there was a trout there, there was, a, was a drought yeah, yeah and we can shift there and talk about that shift from the first unit to the second unit mm -hmm. uh before we do that though paradise lost i see you in the comments the white guy with the sandals yes don't you have a pair of proper <laughs> shoes to wear <laughs> on camera that was hilarious welcome paradise lost <laughs> you must be new here <laughs> I'm Matt. I rock Burks until it starts snowing. I got 12 pairs of Jordans in my closet at home, uh, but it's above 50 degrees that's today. A flex, Joey. And I'm wearing the goddamn Burks. It's a flex, Joey. Respect what, the 12, him. 12 pairs of Jordans? That's a flex. He got like nine of them last season. I know. <laughs> but no, he flexed it. He had, to, he had to throw that in there real quick. You know what I mean? That's a quick flex. I like it. Don't besmirch the Burks. Ooh. Ooh, bring I back, did. bring back one of the big day favorites. One of the big day favorites. <laughs> How dare you besmirch the birds? Besmirch. Uh, so speaking of that, uh, that drought, the Bulls in the second quarter. So we saw Billy give Pat the quick hook yeah. uh, midway through the first and put Tory Craig in his place. Yeah. Then we saw Pat come back in early, and then you saw a second unit that had Io Caruso, mm -hmm. Javon Carter. Tory Craig and then Pat came back in there mm -hmm. and Drummond. Mm -hmm. That second unit five, while very fun potentially to watch defensively, mm -hmm. really struggled to get buckets. I, I think they at did. one point they were flirting with like a four-minute drought without yeah. a field goal. And we saw a Bulls 12-point lead, I think. I think it was 39-27 mm -hmm. midway through the second there. Halftime, it's 51-50. Yeah. The Bulls, and like, while the Bulls' second unit was struggling offensively, the Bucks happened to be catching fire from three. Ooh. So it was sort of like, uh, you know, two things smacking the Bulls in the face at once. Mm -hmm. What did you think of that second unit and the fact that the offense kind of came grinding to a halt, Dave? Uh, it lets me know, you, you, well, one, you're going to need a guy who create his own shot in, the, in that lineup uh, because just the ball movement by committee, scoring by committee, didn't work, I guess, in this instance. Yeah. Um, we'll see another opportunity of it, I'm sure. Uh, Javon Carter did his best. Uh, he's not a guy who great, who's going to create his own shot, you know what I mean, all the time. He's going to pull those threes. Mm -hmm. we, get that. we saw that. He's going to pull those threes. He can get to the bucket a little bit. He could penetrate. But it's not that, oh, my God, we need to worry about him thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not that he's not capable and can't score. It's that teams aren't going to be as concerned like if Zach Levine is doing it or if DeMar is doing it, and things like that. So I'm interested to see who on that team can kind of step that up because you're going to be able to shut teams down defensively with that lineup. That's what it is. But what's going to happen? This is a great example of what's going to happen if a team catches fire. Mm -hmm. Like you said, what, 6 of 11, I believe, uh, they win that quarter. Yeah. Was 5 or 10 or 6 of 11. But they just got completely hot. And there's nothing you can do when a team gets completely hot except score on your own. 
Where is that going to come from? Who's going to give you that? So I think they still have some time to figure that out. Um, they can look around and see. Like you saw them giving it to Drummond a lot, which for me is never the answer to try to give him the ball and to have him create and score. Anything could happen in that instance right there. I don't, I don't know. That might not be. Whether it's uh, getting Javon Carter more involved offensively, where, whether it's you know having Pat out there uh, with that second unit mm-hmm. or not. Like you said, he got that quick hook. Um, maybe he comes back with that second unit, you know what I'm saying, try to give him a push. But also, this is what I talked about uh, when we were talking about Vooch and where he could play and where he could be beneficial. Mm-hmm. I think he could be beneficial in this role right here with that second unit, you know what I'm saying, just staggering those minutes a little bit, getting them going a little bit offensively, and then, you know, maybe uh, taking a seat and having a sit down. And they would have fed him the ball. Like, it, mm-hmm. it was going to be around him. You know, if he's out there with that second unit, the offense runs around Vooch uh, in that instance. So I think that could be an uh, answer. I don't know if it's a long-term one. Uh, Cameron in the comments saying, Pat needs to be the guy who can create his own shot with that bench unit. It's about time for him to do that confidently. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked what I saw from Pat I did. in the starting unit I did. because of the role player who can be active be moving without the ball mm-hmm. and shooting confidently. Yeah. Pat was three of six from downtown today, finished with 13 points, uh, grabbed a couple boards, had a steal, had an assist, had a block. Like Pat did a little bit of everything, but just the confidence that you see from Pat, um, which you didn't always see last season. It's just like there were some games we talked about. Like, did Pat play today? It didn't yeah. look like Pat played today. It yeah. looked like Pat was out there playing, which is nice. He actually had a uh, a almost team-high 22 minutes played. Kobe White led the team with 23 minutes today. Mm-hmm. But it is that question of which version of Pat best benefits this team if he is in that starting unit. Yeah. And then can we get a different, better, more engaged, more usage percentage version of Pat when he's getting staggered by a billion to that second unit. It's a great point. Um, it felt like he knew what he was supposed to do when he was with that first unit. And I mean from the opening tip. Mm-hmm. First thing I noticed was him going to the glass, mm-hmm. trying to get a rebound. I said, oh, Pat went to the glass. And then on the other end, he did it again. I was like, oh, Pat went to the glass twice? He tried. Awesome. I can't remember which Lopez brother it was. It, it was Brooker. He tried to kill him yes, he did. with a poster. He did. <laughs> he didn't did. convert the dunk, but he I did. was like, yes, Pat. Yeah. He just saw an opportunity to go baseline yeah. and went flying. He did. And, and that's what you want to see. You know, you want to see more of those things. But I, I liked how he presented himself with that first unit. Getting those rebounds. And I mean going for them. Getting those rebounds and immediately running the break. Yeah. The one where he got it. And then bow, bow, put it between the, uh, put it behind his back, dr- took a stab, dribble, faded away, took that jumper, and it was cash. Oh man, that's pretty stuff. You know what I mean? And he can do those kind of things. He still doesn't have those that that uh, go to dribble move mm-hmm. where he can just tap you. You know what I mean? Get to the bucket and do right. those kind of things yet. He still doesn't have that yet. Right. That can come. But the fact that he's not shy about it right now, because mm-hmm. he was shy about it mm-hmm. these past few years, and we would be here screaming, dude, just get the ball and go. Right. And I would be like, I don't care if you throw it in the ocean. Mm-hmm. I don't. Like, but you have to take that shot, man. Like, you've got to believe in that. We saw him kind of hesitate a little bit later. It was a play, and I'm glad I'm glad I wasn't wrong when I saw it, because Billy Donovan's reaction let me know that I wasn't wrong when I saw it. But he got it, and instead of going to the bucket, he took step back and he took a fadeaway. And I first, I was like, no, Pat, the, no, Lane was over. You're supposed to go to the bucket, right? And then I'm watching Billy outside, <laughs> like, like gah, you know, doing his thing. So, yeah, like he's still, you can tell he's still working 
through that. But yeah. it feels like he knows it with the first unit, but he's got to figure it out with the second unit because like we just talked about, if they're not going to put Vooch in there, they're going to need a score. Yeah. Uh, let's take our first break, and then we can continue on talking about this uh, Bulls preseason debut. Our guy, Willie Go Gottlieb, will still join us later on in postgame from Pfizer Forum. Mm. Uh, reminder again to hit that thumbs up button if you're watching with us on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed to the CHGO Sports YouTube channel. I see we got a super chat or two. We'll get to those also coming up after the break. Big Dave. Game time. Game time who? Joey, what time is it? Game time who? I'm mad that you hesitated because I told you what it was already. You should that. Well, it was more about I was my bad. <laughs> Shaking off the rust. It's all smooth, brother. It's all right, man. Next season four. Yes, sir. <laughs> you shouldn't have to worry with buying tickets to get next big events, and you won't have to if you're rocking with Game Time. It's a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, theater events near you with killer deals. Last minute, all-in prices, my favorite, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time, takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. Like I said, you view all the seats at the venue, figure out where you want to sit, the lowest price guarantee, the event cancellation protection, even job loss protection. Game Time is going to ensure that you have a good time. So take the guesswork out of buying, y'all. Download the Game Time app. Create an account. Use the code CHGO for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and use that code CHGO for $20 off of that purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Matt Peck, what time is it? Game Time Who? Did you see that video that was going around of MJ? I think he was in Italy somewhere. I did see this video. Uh, and there was like some sort of b- bottle service at this restaurant. He was yeah. on this outdoor patio and they started blasting yeah. Sirius by Alan Parsons Project yeah. and yeah. everybody was going crazy. And he's like... <laughs> I was like, yo. Like, yes, that's it. Still the goat. Oh, uh, you know you wanted to get up and box somebody yeah. out. <laughs> did you also notice that on the this past Monday, which was almost every NBA team's media day, mm-hmm. that Forbes column came out. That said, oh, by the way, MJ's now worth $3 billion. Yeah, just drop that on you real quick. Mm. Black owl. <laughs> uh, You know what you can use as a diehard sports fan without needing to cough up $3 billion? What is that, Matt? Fubo TV. Mm. It's a much better deal. Mm. 140 plus live channels of sports shows, movies, and news. And you can stream that live TV from any and all of your devices. Nice. Watch the most Chicago sports for the lowest price. Start watching immediately with the free trial that they offer, and there's no contract, no cable, no hassle. Just sign up and start watching. Mm. Plus, if you're a real sports nerd and you want to record all the games so you can go back and watch them again, whether it's Bears watching Justin Fields do his thing on Thursday night, shout out to the Bears for their first dub, or re-watching some of these Bulls games, they also offer you 1,000 hours of cloud DVR included at no extra charge. Shut your face. Free storage. Oh, you can watch your local sports teams while you're on the road. Mm. They've got everything. College football, if that's your thing, including Big Ten. Yeah. Uh, condolences to our guy, Joey. The Longhorns took their first L uh, of the season. They lost Oklahoma? Boomer Sooner, baby. Oh, man. Yeah. Dang, I'm sorry, Joe. Go ahead. Touchdown with 15 seconds left. Oh, Boomer damn. Sooner. I'm Shout sorry, out to Joe. my bro-in-law. I'm sorry, Joe. Um, sorry, Joe. You'll get, you'll get the next one. Mm. NFL games, of course. 
our beloved Bears NFL Network, Red Zone. Everything you want as a sports fan, Fubo TV has it. Watch all your favorite Chicago sports teams, your college football, your NFL football with Fubo. Go to www.fubotv.com slash CHGO to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. That's mm. fubotv.com slash CHGO, 15% off your first month. Mm. All right, rolling along on our CHGO Bulls Post game. Oh God, I love saying that so much. We're Say back, it again, baby. Man. Say it again. Post game. Uh. We just watched a game, and now we're doing a post game. <laughs> <laughs> and to to make it even better, joining us now <laughs> from Pfizer Forum on the Goat Talk Hotline. Mm. It's our guy Will the Goat Kylie. Follow him on Twitter That's at Will underscore. That's why he's the MVP. That's why he's the Goat. The Goat. <laughs> I missed that soundbite so much. What up, Will? You too. I love How that you intro. I just love it. <laughs> oh, he's in mid-season I'm good. Form. I'm great. I'm, I'm so happy that the Bulls are back, you guys. I feel like yeah. this summer has been a long one. And a lot of people, like a lot of people who work in the media and stuff like that, they're, they're very happy about their summer. They're off. We still do our show every day. And we have powered through a full summer of no basketball no first round draft pick no major free agency moves but we've made it we are on the other side we are in preseason and i'm very excited to watch the bulls basketball so before you joined us will dave and i were giving our our first uh impressions of the bulls starting five which you hinted at at the end of uh their training camp week in nashville could be kobe and pat joining the Bulls' big three of Zach, DeMar, and Vooch. That is what we saw out of the out of the gate this afternoon. And, you know, I was following along with your tweets as I was watching. It seemed like you liked a lot of what you saw, as did Dave and I, which was what the Bulls' brass and players were actually talking to us about as far as improving this 24th-ranked offense of last season by adding more ball movement in the half court, more player movement off the ball getting to the paint, dishing out for more threes. All of that was happening out of the gate for the Bulls. What did you see? Yeah, exactly that. I mean, it was night and day from what we saw last year. There were just guys coming off of screens, setting screens away from the ball, cutting. Uh, Kobe, I thought, did a really good job of just, like, bringing the ball up and setting uh, setting up the table, organizing, getting the ball to Vooch, who would then be sort of the one that would – uh, really get into the actions, right? So there's a difference between like bringing the ball up and getting the ball into the play and then being like the primary guy who's like setting things up. And I thought that tandem worked really well. Uh, we saw some good back cutting from Zach. We saw some good pin downs and things like that. I mean, it just looked like a different team, to be quite honest. Uh, DeMar had two threes in like the first five minutes, which is kind of crazy. Um, yeah, it just looked like another team. And then, you know, as the, I'll zoom ahead to the end, of the first half, the end of the second quarter, in particular when they had that same group out there again, that same starting five with Patrick and Kobe and Zach Martin Vooch, and things really stagnated again, became a little bit difficult to generate offense. There wasn't as much motion. There weren't shooting very many threes, and it just kind of felt like they were defaulting back to what happened last year. So I think it's a work in progress. They all kind of acknowledged, uh, just talking with Billy and and Patrick and Kobe there in the locker room, they, they kind of acknowledged that, things stopped kind of working for them in that way, but they all seem very committed to trying to find that in a sustainable way. And I think that's, that's what you hope for in a preseason game, right? Like this is not 
a regular NBC season game, and even for the first part of the season, they're going to have growing pains with this. But I think as long as they stay committed, we've seen now for nine minutes that it can look really good. So if they just continue to focus on the positives there, continue to realize that like, if we buy into this thing, it can work for us on a larger scale, but we need to practice it. We need to get better. I think that's kind of the mentality coming out of this. Yeah, I like the fact that, you know, it's what they talked about, what they said they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And it was one of your fears, Matt. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to actually see the difference on the floor. Right. So, yeah, it was good to see that as well. Uh, Will, I, I said this to Matt earlier that this was the first time since uh, the kind of DeMar, uh, Zach era where this kind of just felt like Zach was the number one guy from, from the onset. Um, did it feel like that to you? Because it, because it felt like they were going to him and he was making those moves that I would usually see DeMar do. And DeMar kind of, you know, not defaulted, but, you know, kind of took a step back and, you know, shot those threes. And when it was stagnant, then he would, you know, step in and, you know, take the ball and, you know, put the ball in the bucket for the Bulls. But it felt like Zach was more of that number one guy uh, today, especially in that, in that first quarter. Did, did you feel that? Yeah, it's an interesting way to look at it because I don't think of it as the number one guy in the sense that we saw him last year, which was basically like 30 usage. I'm just going to go out and score 27, 28 points a game uh, and like really pound the ball and run a ton of pick and rolls in hand um, and uh, isolations and things like that. That wasn't the way that Zach was scoring today. I agree that he was the one, especially early on, getting the most shots, but it felt like they were coming out of the flow of the offense and what they were trying to do. Um, there was one play that really stood out to me and I tweeted uh, tweeted out so you can go find that on my Twitter if you want, but um, there was an entry pass and then Kobe went to go set a screen for Zach on the wing and Zach just cut to the basket uh, instead of popping out or coming back and getting a dribble handoff into an isolation. Instead, he just cut to the basket and two defenders went with him and Kobe was wide open. He missed the shot, but it just, I think, speaks to the fact that he was generating uh, good looks for people. He was generating good shots for himself, even if it wasn't necessarily him creating those shots for himself. And that's what I've been hoping to see from Zach for a while now. And we talked a lot about it this summer, playing more off ball. It's not just like coming off of pin downs and shooting, you know, jumpers off of dribble handoffs. It's creating chaos with his gravity as a shooter. And I thought that play was a good example of that, but, um, there's also many times where he just gets a good look out of it himself. So I think the, the first possession ended up with a jumper for him on the right baseline. Um, and we did see a couple of different variations of plays like that. But it just it felt like there was some focus and intention behind getting him the ball out of motion. And it wasn't necessarily sets so much as just like right. making good reads. So I think those are all positive indicators. I know they ended up losing this game um, and kind of blowing a big lead in the first half. But there was a lot to like about that, especially that first quarter, um, with just the way that they were getting shots. Not necessarily whether they were going in or not, but the the way that they were generating offense, I thought, was really exactly what you would have hoped it would have been. Uh, The name that we have talked a lot about, and a lot of people are talking about, at the tail end of the offseason, heading into training camp, and then you had an opportunity to talk with him at length at training camp in Nashville, is... Their starting center, Nikola Vucevic, back on a new three-year contract this offseason. And how maybe Vuce could be the key to unlocking a different and better half-court offense for the Bulls this season. 
Uh, you know, I, I thought Vooch had just sort of a, a modest, quick, you know, put in 17 minutes just like the rest of the big three did and then have a seat. Didn't play it all in the second half. I think he finished with four points, maybe a couple of assists, uh, grabbed some boards. Did you see anything different in, in that positive, hopeful way that Bulls fans are wondering if we're going to get more Bulls offense through Vooch kind of stuff this year in his brief uh, stretch of minutes in the first half today? Yeah, they were running some, you know, pick and roll actions that they would have run last year where you're getting a dump off pass and Vooch is making plays out of short roll. He found, uh, I can't remember, it must have been Tory Craig in the weak side corner for a shot. He ended up missing, but just like one of those examples of Vooch being a really quick decision passer. Um, so I think they're always going to rely on that, but it did feel like in that play that I brought up before where there was like just the entry pass to Vooch at the top of the key and letting him make decisions, whether it was finding Zach on the cut or Kobe on the flare. Um, I just think they, they looked at him in the middle of the floor a little bit more and it wasn't drastic, but I think that's the kind of thing that allows you to have those off ball actions, those Kobe and Zach screening for each other actions that I'm really excited about um, and letting Vooch be the one that finds whoever ends up being open. Uh, so I think we'll see more of it. I, you know, I understand those guys only played 17 minutes. Uh, it's a preseason game. They shouldn't overexert their, themselves. Giannis, Dame, Chris Middleton didn't even play. So I think they, it was good that they got in there. But um, I think as, as they get more minutes together and as they hopefully stay committed to trying to succeed with this style of offense, I think you're going to see that continue to grow and continue to get better, uh, especially just like some of these passing plays that I think Luch is really good at. Yeah, uh, Will, we talked about uh, quickly about the second unit, you know, and how it kind of got when – it, when they went on a drought and it kind of got stagnant for them, um, like who can be the offense, you know what I'm saying, for them. And I brought up to Matt, again, uh, what we were talking about with Vooch, kind of do you want to see him with that second unit uh, getting those minutes because, one, you can he can be the number one out there with the second unit, and, two, you can run that entire offense uh, through him. Would you like to see that after seeing what the Bulls look like uh, with that bench unit today, would you like to see Vooch get an opportunity to get in there with the second unit? That's interesting because I usually think about it with having Zach or Damar in there with that second unit, and I don't really think about it with Vooch. Um, but I think that's a really interesting idea. The, the way that I was looking at it and, and the way that Billy kind of had his rotations today was the starting group with Kobe and Pat, and then he pulled Pat out pretty quickly, brought in Tory Craig, and then let those guys play for a little bit. And then he pulled basically all four of the remaining starters and put in Io, Javon, Caruso, and Drummond. So those guys plus Craig played the end of the first quarter. And in that lineup, there wasn't a lot of offensive creation. And that's why I really felt like, okay, put Patrick in there and, and let him kind of run some, some of the offense and see what he can do as more of the primary guy. Um, and that's what happened in the start of the second quarter. He had a couple of threes. He had a block. He, I thought he played really well in that stretch. Uh, but I like that idea of having Vooch out there too. I, I do think these moments where you have none of the, the big three on the court can be a little bit dangerous. But in today's game, they ended up extending the lead. So um, I think Billy's going to play around with this stuff a lot. Uh, I was not expecting to see these full line shifts where you have just like five bench guys on the court at the same time. Um, I don't expect that to be the case for 82 games. I think they're going to really try to work some stuff out, but it's definitely an interesting thought. And I think it makes a lot of sense too, right? Like when you think about the transition and pull up three-point shooting of Javon Carter, 
uh, the way that Io can really cut and play off a ball when Vooch has it in that same sort of high post top of the key area. I think that that could really work. Um, I think you there's maybe some downsides of that with having Drummond on with Zach and Demar, where there's not really that connective passer on the court. So there's going to be trade-offs with everything, but I actually really like that idea. Speaking of Billy playing around with things, uh, Will, you know, we've got, I think, four more preseason games uh, through this week and next week. Uh, did, did Billy talk to the media after this game today? Yes, he did. Um, not at the podium, so I don't believe it was live broadcast, but we, we talked to Billy and then we talked to Patrick and Toby. Uh, did, did Billy uh, answer any questions about the the starting five that ran out there today and whether that not that whether or not that might change in, in preseason games to come, especially with that, you know, Kobe at the starting point guard position situation? Yeah, it was he didn't really mention it much after the game, uh, though he did acknowledge that he liked what he saw from Kobe. But prior to the game, he tipped his hand and told us who was going to start, which he never does. He even said. I never tell you guys this, but I'm going to tell you today, uh, which was kind of funny. But um, he, he basically could not have stressed enough that this was not like a done deal. And not to say Kobe's going to get yanked or anything like that, that Kobe was playing better than Javon or Io, and that's why the, that's the pecking order. I just don't think it's, it's working that way. Um, I think he just likes what he saw from those lineups with Kobe and Zach and Damar in preseason. Last year, they were like plus 11.8. Uh, they've just been really potent offensively, and I think that's really the, the priority right now. I really still want to see Javon with that group and just kind of see what that looks like with the offense defense. Um, so I think we'll, we'll get to see that. We did see Io with the starters for a brief moment. Um, I think all three of those guys have different strengths that will go well with Vooch, Zach, and Damar, so we'll just kind of have to see. But I, I didn't get the indication that anything was going to change, but I also didn't get the indication that there was definitely not going to be change, if that makes sense. Kind of a non-answer. I dig. Uh, well, one, one other guy that I know we all uh, wanted to see and was anxious to see was Torrey Craig. Uh, wanted to know your opinion on how he played, because from the minute that he took the floor, I mean, what he was doing was completely noticeable uh, on the defensive end and uh, on the offensive end. What was uh, your take on how Torrey Craig played today? I mean, he was awesome. Immediate impact, came in, had an offensive rebound, had a put back, hit a three, had a steal, was fighting for loose balls. I mean, just everything that you want to see out of a, a role player. Um, I think, you know, not as like nuclear athleticism as a Javante or Derek Jones, but does a lot of those same things. But you also get, I think, a little bit better, uh, better mentorship, a little bit better defensive awareness, uh, bigger able to guard up positions. And then I think the shooting ability really stands out. So um, he really attacks the offensive glass. The Bulls have mentioned many times that that's something they need to get better at. Uh, I just, I thought he played awesome. I can't wait to see more of him. He's, he just is going to be one of those guys that becomes a fan favorite really quickly because he just does all the little dirty work things that the Bulls, every team needs that, right? Every team has a guy like that. Um, and I think Chicago fans definitely gravitate towards them. So, I'm excited to see more of him. I like that he got in with that starting group for a minute. Uh, I thought that looked really good, but I think he is going to have a very solid role with this team. And that's such a luxury when you consider what they had last year and the year before at sort of backup power forward minutes. Like you're relying so much on a young player and Patrick Williams to really figure it out quickly. And not just figure it out, but figure it out next to guys that really need the ball in his hands. I was just talking with him. He was like, 
you know, the difference between me playing with the second unit versus the first unit is like, yeah, I'm not going to have the ball in my hands as much. Like, that's obvious. I'm playing with three all-stars. Like, I got to be able to fit around them. Um, but then there's also opportunities for me to have the ball more. So I really like the way that Billy balanced those lineups uh, and gave Patrick a chance to be a defensive anchor, be somebody that can stretch the floor. And I thought he did move well without the ball with starters. And then you bring in Tori Craig, who I think does all those things just a little bit better uh, as a complementary piece. And that allows you to bring Patrick back in with that second unit and kind of stretch out his offensive game to see what he can do. Before we let you go, Will, uh, obviously the other thing Bulls fans are always looking at in preseason games, when the younger guys, the up-and-comers, the two-way contract guys, the G-leaguers get real opportunity for substantial minutes, especially like what we saw in the second half of this contest today, of that group, you know, your Dalen Terrys, your Sonogos, uh, your Terry Taylors, Justin Lewis, uh, our, our first real look as Bulls fans at the Turkish sensation, Anurab Batim. Of that group of players who got some run in the second half, anybody particularly stand out to you in a good way? Uh, I would say Julian Phillips. Uh, he mm. was, I think, either first or second uh, of that third string off the bench. Um, immediately came in and fired up a three. That actually was an air ball, but I was kind of impressed that he was able to get it off so quickly. We've talked a lot, and there has been a lot of um, – I don't know, homework done, I guess, on his shot form and the way that he gets the ball up in the base. But I thought he looked really smooth with his jumper and kind of turned a bad pass into a quick release that ultimately missed pretty bad. But um, it just looked good that he was confident with it and then kind of had a, a loose ball scramble where he picked it up and had a nice dunk. Um, he also blocked a shot. He was like somebody was driving on him and he was backpedaling and he still blocked their shot. It was like this is the physical tools and athleticism that really pop that like is why this dude got drafted um, and why the Bulls wanted to go get him when they didn't have a second round pick. So I thought he stood out clearly. Uh, the game is moving very quickly for him and he'll need a lot of reps and uh, just time and experience in this league before he can really be a player. But those are the kind of flashes that you want to see from a brand new player, a second round pick. Uh, Dalen, I thought looked okay, not great. A lot of the same stuff that we saw in summer league where, you know, he's got incredible uh, just effort and aggression and wants to do everything a hundred miles an hour and do it really well. But there's some things that I think just hold him back from being the player that he wants to be. Um, you know, he, he's just, the jump shot is really hurting him. Um, I don't think he's there with it yet. And I think the fact that, Defenses can now sag off him because they're just not guarding the jumper, prevents him from being able to get in the paint on drives. And if you can't get in the paint and you can't shoot, it's difficult to be productive offensively. So I think he's a really good connected passer. I think he's a good defender. I love the motor and energy, but I think it's just going to be hard for him to find minutes when there's just these big question marks about his game that kind of prevent him from being on the floor. But he's, he's a hard worker. I saw him talking with Billy after the game. And just like having a discussion about sort of the, the things that he needs to do. Um, so he's working on it. But I think, I mean, those were the, the two, I think it was like the 11th and 12th men, uh, so to speak. So um, I think they're probably most primed to get minutes out of that group. Will, thank you for joining us from Fiserv, man. Uh, hope you had a nice time in Milwaukee. I'm, I'm excited to have you back home. You were in Nashville and I were up in Milwaukee. Like, let's get you back home. Uh, everybody, 
Follow Will on Twitter for all of his Bulls updating and reports. <coughs> Will underscore Gottlieb. And, of course, read everything the man's writing for us and our Bulls coverage. AllCHGO.com. Will, safe travels, man. Get home safely. And, uh, you know, tell a Packers fan or two up there to go to hell while you're at it. <laughs> Will do. See you guys. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Peace. That's our guy, Will the Go Gottlieb. The Go Talk Hotline. Uh, let's take our second break. Then we'll come back to wrap things up. A few of our final thoughts on today's game against the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Hit that thumbs up button. Uh, we'll get to some more of y'all's comments as well in our final segment. Big Dave, who's next? Beer. I love beer. Yes, you do. Pull it out. Mm. Give it to him. You Show know what's it. great? You can drink a Goose Island yes. on a Sunday uh-huh. without having to run a marathon first. Ooh, that's true. I hear true. that Goose is like Goose is one of like the main sponsors of the sure. Chicago Marathon. Sure. Also I saw with Kevin. a picture of our guy Kevin Kadick mm-hmm. enjoying a nice, nice icy cold Goose Island after his, his marathon was completed. Yeah, yeah. Again, kudos to him. I just sat and had a couple at the office. Yeah. Without I mean, running a marathon. I mean, either way, Matt, you're going to win. You're going to win because you're drinking Goose. Because you're drinking a Goose, man. That's what it is. The Goose Island Beer Company. Joey, hit me one time. Why don't you? <laughs> hit me one more time because you're an awesome human. <laughs> there quack, you go. Quack. Two times for the people like that. Ducks the Goose Island together. Beer Company. <laughs> Who's <laughs> Island Beer Company? Chicago's beer since the Jordan year. That's 1988. Also, the Greg Maddox year. Yes, Oktoberfest is here, damn it. Mm. It's here. Mm. More beer. It's October. It's winter outside. I mean, shouldn't say winter. Fall outside. Leaves falling down. Big man summer's in full effect. The hoodies and the shorts are out. The Burks are still kicking them right there. Oh, still the white guy with the Burks on, doing his damn thing, all right? And drinking a Goose Island, and you can have an Oktoberfest. Or you can choose from that Beer Hug family, that 312 Wheat Ale, or, of course, the Matt and Dave favorite, the Full Pocket Pilsner. Did you choose the hug today, Matt? I got the Hazy Hug today. Ooh, the Hazy Hug. My favorite of the Beer Hug varietals. Mm, mm, this is true. The hazy Hug right here. Nothing wrong with a Hazy Hug right there, ladies and gentlemen. Go and grab you one and enjoy yourself like this young man is. Grab that ultra-fresh, exclusive beer at the Goose Island Original Brew House on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park or from that tap room on Fulton Street in West Town. It's the Goose Island Beer Company, y'all. Chicago's beer, the true taste of Chicago. Today's post-game show is also brought to you by our friends at FOCO. FOCO. Football season is here. Yes. Basketball season's here, too, apparently. Hell yeah. Get everything you need to get fitted out with the best sports gear around. Mm -hmm. Hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, everything in betwixt. Aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags. They got all that stuff, too. If you're going to a tailgate, if you're coming to our tailgate, Mm -hmm. shout out to CHGO Bears and their fun tailgates. Come to the next one. First two have been hella fun. Uh, everything you need for a tailgate, for watching the game at home, for having people over, for putting some layers on to go to the bar and watch the game from there. Yeah. FOCO has it for you. Shout out to them also for donating some of their dope merch to our set decorations here at our CHGO studios. Not that trophy though. No. <laughs> we got that. We got that. Uh-huh. Shout out. <laughs> Jake. Uh, check out foco.com. That's foco.com or click the link in the description if you're watching on YouTube. For all non-presale items, use the promo code CHGO at checkout and you are getting 10% off your order. Again, that's foco.com, F-O-C-O.com, promo code CHGO at checkout for 10% off your order. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, well, so we got uh, Will's thoughts from sort of like the 
the second half preseason try hard heroes, yeah. Dave. <laughs> yeah. uh, he liked what he saw from Julian Phillips. Of that group of players, which, uh, which one caught your eye and maybe which one do you want to see more from in these preseason games ahead? I'll say that um, I was listening on the radio because I was on the way here in traffic. Mm-hmm. So I missed out a lot of the young guys. But what I constantly kept hearing was Julian Phillips <laughs> playing incredible defense. Uh, Dale and Terry doing exactly what Will said. Mm-hmm. Um, just felt like, you know, going too fast, trying to do too much, trying to prove it right now. That I want to do it right now. And it felt like um, just listening to my man Chuck Swirsky, shout out to him. Shout, shout out, out Chuck. To uh, Bill Winnington doing a great job calling it and painting that picture for you. Uh, just felt like he was trying to, he became stagnant, you know what I mean, at, at certain points in time. Mm-hmm. You know, just slowed the offense down. He's just pounding the ball. You know, literally, like Will said, a lot of stuff we still saw in the summer league that he was doing. And, yeah, the jump shot's still not there uh, for him. But the passing ability is, is still there. The vision is still there. Him running the floor uh, is still there. But if he doesn't get that shot together, more so than his handle, mm-hmm. I feel like he has to get a shot together to keep himself uh, on the floor because teams won't worry about your handle when they're backing off you. You know, just letting you do what you want to do because they're yeah. like, fine, go ahead. You know, dribble to your heart's content. Yeah. You're not going to take this shot. We're not worried about it. So he's got to get that together, especially if he wants to be on the floor. And we know how much he wants uh, to be out there. So also, um, I heard my man Batine being, being mentioned out there. Dude. Getting some buckets Dude. out there on the thing. And I'm like, uh-oh. That's he doing his thing. He's my winner. That's the one for garbage time. Second half preseason okay. game. All right. He is my winner. All right. All I don't right. know if you know this about me, Dave, but I really am a frustrated Bulls fan who wants this team to hit more threes. Yeah. I, I may heard. have mentioned that once or twice I've, in passing. I've heard that. I don't know if Batim is actually going to get a real shot to crack Billy Donovan's rotation at right. any point this season, but right. they brought him over from Europe for a reason. Yeah. True. I think the primary reason is, Duke hit threes. His, <laughs> That's it. his stroke is silky smooth. It is. It really is. He played is. five minutes in this mm-hmm. game today. He scored six points. Mm-hmm. You know where those six points came from? Two for two from behind the three-point line. Buckets. Give me that. Give me that. I like him, man. I yeah. like his stroke. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I didn't really pay attention to whether or not he could play a lick of defense today. Yeah. Because all I saw was him hit two silky yeah. threes. Late in that game, and I want to watch him hit more of them. Yeah, yeah, I liked the. I mean, when I watched all the, you know, film I could watch on him, I, I liked what I saw. Yeah, and that definitely was one of the things that stood out was he can shoot, he can really get, and he has some athleticism to him too. Yeah, uh, but the fact that he can shoot will get you on the floor on this team, especially with how they want to play. And I just like that idea of you having a shooter that. You know, we could just slide in, you know what I mean, at, at a certain point in time. Because him playing like that, and again, like you said, we'll, we'll see his defense and the other sides of his game. Yeah. Because that will dictate if he will, you know what I'm saying, get those minutes. Because uh, already, I think Julian Phillips is, is going to get him some minutes. Just forget his shot, just the defense alone. Yeah. And like the angles he can take, you know what I mean, while he's playing that defense. The block, what do you have, two blocks? Yeah. Out there? And yeah. Playing above the rim, that dunk that Julian Phillips had, my God. Nasty, huh? Whew. I got, can't wait. I recorded the game too, so I'm going to be watching this again. But, yeah, like that will get you on the floor on his team, especially a second unit that is looking for guys that can shoot and create their own shot. Uh, he might get that opportunity. You know what I mean? He might get that opportunity out there. So I'm interested to watch it again. Let's get to the next preseason game mm-hmm. and, you know, just keep building on this. Uh, shout out to our guy, the General, in the comments who said, my dudes, what's up? Game what's that's up? actually at a normal time for us Irish Bulls fans. <laughs> LOL. 
chiming in later saying, well, lads, Billy certainly made adjustments, mm. played 20 Bulls players. Not enough, in my opinion. <laughs> we did see just about everybody. Just about. Uh, and, uh, I mean, one of those, oh, right, I forgot that guy, Quentin Jackson. Quentin Jackson, dude. I kept hearing his Facial. name, too. Yes. Late in this game, oh, my God. Chuck Swarski went crazy. He ended a life. Dude, Swarski went nuts. Yeah, dude. <laughs> he went nuts. Nuts. As he should have. Yo, uh, Jason Benetti went nuts too. And shout out to this. Benetti and Robbie Hummel who did a great job a great on the televised job. broadcast Dude, today. Robbie Hummel was Subbing awesome. Subbing in for uh, Adam and Stacy. Hummel was awesome. Hummel's great. Man. And he I mean, was awesome. We all know as Chicago sports fans, Jason Benetti, oh, never yeah. not great. Yeah, I, just, I didn't even mention him. I don't even have to say that. that that's par for the course. Right uh, yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll see if Billy kind of makes a certain shift in. Uh, the rotation of, all right, these are our guys. Yeah. Maybe he'll go 10 deep out of the gate this season. Maybe he won't. But, yeah. you know, of that crew of younger guys fighting for minutes, fighting to make an impression, mm. who gets the most minutes from Billy in these next preseason games? Right. And, and between that and what kind of minutes we'll see from the actual starting unit yeah. as we move forward through the preseason, Dave, is there something you didn't see from the starting five or, say, the main eight rotation guys mm -hmm. that you want to see in the next game on Thursday? Yeah, uh, I want to see more Vooch. Okay. Um, I would like to see him get more involved offensively. Not at the expense of stopping what they're doing, but just getting finding you know him ways. There, there were times where he had a guard on him, mm -hmm. and you know DeMar would go to the bucket. And there were other times where he was just in the post and had, a, had it wide open, and then Zach said, no, I'm about to take this step back. Granted, he hit that bucket, <laughs> and it was nasty. Mm -hmm. you know. But when the big man's working down there, you got to reward him sometimes. Mm -hmm. You got to feed him a couple of times, man, especially when he's got a little guy on him. So, yeah, I want to see a little more Vooch. Uh, I'm, I'm wondering if Jalen Carter will get an opportunity with the starters. Yeah. So, so I'd like to see uh, how that goes. And I want to see if Patrick Williams can remain consistent with this. Even though it's preseason, I want to see if he's like, okay, I did it. We good now? Like, no, brother, again. Mm -mm. <laughs> one more time. Another one. And another one. <laughs> another one. Like, I need to see that. I want to see that consistency um, on him and the team. Because, yeah. like you guys talked about, when they came back out with the starters, it became a little more stagnant. You know, they weren't, you know, kind of moving the ball as much and kind of reverting back to their old ways. But the fact that Will said that they talked about it and acknowledged it, that goes a long way. So we'll see if that continues on. And, again, that's where guys like Torrey Craig come in because that kind of energy, you know what I mean, mm -hmm. won't allow you to get stagnant. You saw what, how good it felt for that second unit yeah. uh, like that. So, yeah, I'm interested to see Vooch get his, and I want to see more of a team, bro. Uh, team yeah, me too. Mm -hmm. uh, shout out to a few more of our diehard regulars I see in the comments. Drewish saying cheers to watching Bulls basketball on a Sunday afternoon. It is delightful. It and is. Like the fact that the Bears already got their dub for the week. Yeah. I can just, like, you know, go home, catch the back out. end of the, the late afternoon NFL slate of games, yeah. some oh, Sunday night football. Y'all got to work today. Start Sunday with a, just a noon Bulls tip-off? Yeah. Glorious. I'm also really happy for all of our Bulls fans over in the UK, right. uh, somewhere over there in Europe, wherever it is in Europe, where they're like, oh, we get like a 6 p.m. tip-off today? Right. That's right. amazing. <laughs> right. Feels great. Um, uh, Jamie Andy saying, love y'all's dedication to CHO for a preseason game on a football Sunday. Appreciate we here. It. Appreciate it, we'll man. We'll be here, baby. We've yeah, been we here we all offseason. As we our guy Will the Gun said, man, we made it. We did. We watch, We get to watch a Bulls basketball game today. And it felt awesome. It was delightful. It really also, felt awesome. Also, a lot of people talking about Billy and the gum chewing. 
in the comments. Really? Okay. Yeah, uh, Jim Andy saying, I hate the way Bailey chews gum. Bro needs a Xanax. <laughs> uh, Gary Blackwell, hashtag C-Red UK, saying, Billy played around with no gum and gum chewing today. Mm. Uh, I, 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 like, I've seen that too. Like, shout out to our girl Romina, queen yeah. of Bulls Twitter. She always talking about Billy chewing gum. Yeah. I feel like I've seen some Bulls fan having this philosophy of, like, Billy and his gum chewing being somehow related to his coaching ability or lack thereof. Okay. It seems to bug a lot of people yeah. that he's just like, and like, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, sure. Billy chomps his gum. He does. Whenever they cut, you know, the, the broadcast to, to show him on walking up and down the sidelines, dude's chomping gum. He does. You know who else chomps a lot of gum? Basically every coach in the world of sport always, all the time. I don't mind him chomping Basketball gum. coaches, baseball managers, Do football it. coaches. Because honestly, you don't know. Why? Like it could honestly, and I'm not saying it's this deep, but the first thing I thought about was, man, maybe it's something else he's battling, and gum helps that. You know what I mean? Like, say you're you trying to get off cigarettes, yeah, or something like that. No, man, just I gotta chew this gum. You know what I'm saying? I gotta chew it. Just dig in there, man. I would only have a problem if he was chewing it down. You know what I'm saying? To like a fine powder, and then start getting in between the corners of his mouth. That's when I would be upset. Like, like the Doug Collins story. Correct. From yes. Doug Collins' head yes. coaching yes. debut yes. when a young MJ said, yo, coach, chill out. I'm not yeah. going to let you lose right. this game. Right, man. Here, take a sip of water. <laughs> chill out, Doug. What he said? Yeah, he said, I grinded down to a fine powder. Yeah. That's exactly what he said. Yes, that. You know what I mean? So, it, But it seems like Billy keeps a fresh piece. Yeah. And he's okay, man. So, yeah, let the man chew. As long as it can lead to wins, I don't care what that man chews, man. Chew away. Uh, Joe, did we have uh, – I think we had a super chat from our from our pal AK. Uh, let's get to that. Uh, AK with a super chat. Thanks, AK. Saying uh, thoughts on the newcomers. Julian Phillips, dunks and blocks. Batim, three-point gun. Justin Lewis, recover from ACL. High energy. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think you kind of hit most of the bases there. Yeah. Um, uh, AK had a follow-up comment on Phillips saying he plays with poise for a 19-year-old compared yeah, to yeah. how anxious Dale and Terry, yeah. Io, Pat Will play in their first games. Phillips has talent. The calmness is what stands out. Uh, and Jame Andy agreeing, saying he thinks also Phillips is just a better player. Forget draft position. Phillips has a better b-ball pedigree. I, I do really want to see if Phillips can prove himself as someone worthy of minutes out of the gate as a second round draft pick. But, you know, again, just like the Bulls brought uh, Batim over from uh, Turkey for a reason, mm -hmm. the Bulls made a trade to get a second round pick to sure. take to take Julian Phillips on draft night when they did not have a sure. second round pick. So they clearly like what they saw. We saw him maybe a little bit nerves in summer league. In summer league, yeah. But... But he's, he chilled out. That was a few months <laughs> ago. He's added some strength to his frame, I think, since then. He mm. said it talking to the media during training camp week and at media day that he hit the weight room this summer. Um, confident shooting the ball. Mm. As Will mentioned, like, yeah, he may have had an air ball, but, like, I like his stroke. I think his stroke looks better than it did in summer league. Yeah. And as you pointed out, Dave, the defensive potential of that guy. Yeah, and, you know, when we were um, we had uh, Terrence Oglesby, uh, his AU coach, uh, on the Shout show. Shout out. Shout Just out to Terrence. Joined the yes. Charlotte Hornets yes, he broadcast did. for this upcoming season. Joined them as an analyst. Shout out and congratulations to you, Terrence. You are definitely, definitely deserving of that, sir. Awesome, awesome job. Agreed. Um, but when he was on, this is what it didn't shock me that he had that poise. You know what I mean? That because this is exactly what Terrence kept talking about. 
He's like, no, man, this dude is wise beyond his years. He was like, he's just always very chill. He says, he's a stand-up guy, yes, sir, no, sir, kind of guy who's always poised. He said, the moment never got too big for him. Yeah. He continued to say that and stress that about him and why he believed in him so much. So to hear Bulls fans, you know, kind of echo that is like awesome. You know what I mean? Like, I feel that's great. But it's not surprising uh, for me because that's exactly what Terrence was preaching to us uh, about uh, Julian Phillips. And I mean – it's just great to have that on your team when you can rely on that because, again, having the defense, Matt, will always get you on the floor as a rookie. And not so much the shooting. It's the defense that will get you there because anybody can shoot that ball. Anybody can have a bad game of shooting. But what are you going to do when you're having a bad game of shooting? I can't keep you on the floor? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I got to take you off? No, bro. This, this is what we talked about with Kobe which White. used to be the Kobe year. White thing. Yes. I'm, again, me and Matt. <laughs> but this is this is how it used to be. Same thing. Julian Phillips has that down already. You know, blocking the shots, knowing the angles, knowing where to be, um, knowing knowing the opponent as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and what they need to do. Like all of that stuff kind of goes in. The more he plays, the better it's going to get for him. You know, as far as his defense, like he can really become something special. You know, as far as a lockdown, throw a three point shot in there with it. Got yourself a stew going. Oh, a nice stew. Nice stew. Nice hearty stew. Yeah, I mean, man. near the, the fall yes, season of October Chicago. Time. This is the time for we've stew. Hit it. I love it. Dude, that like time. 25, 30 degree temp drop earlier mm-hmm. this week when it was like, what is October? Why is it still 80? And then the next day it was like 50. I was like, yes. <laughs> it was like Chicago. Oh, man. <laughs> Immediately. I was out Chicago. about this weekend hanging out with my friends. Uh, shout out to my crew I went to Zany's with. Caught some uh-huh. comedy on, on Friday night. And some of my friends are like, oh, it's so cold. I was like, it's beautiful outside. Are you kidding me? Beautiful. What is wrong with Embrace you? this. Yes. Shorts and hoodie weather. That's what it is, Rolled up man. jeans and Burks weather. All day long. This is what we do, Chicago. <laughs> stand up. Uh, stand up. Uh, one more comment from our guy, General, said, biggest buzzkill of the game was Io's half-court bomb. Buzzkill. Did you what not see kill? that they went back and reviewed it, it and counted it? Yeah, it counted. Because they counted it. Yeah, it counted. That's not a buzz kill. That's yeah. a let's get our buzz going. It's a buzz bomb. Shout out to I over that half quarter. <laughs> Loved it. Yes. Uh, we are out of time for today. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to our first CHO Bulls postgame oh. of a fresh, brand new yes. season of Bulls basketball. Yes. Uh, we are off tomorrow. We will be back with a fresh show for y'all on Tuesday at our normal 4 p.m. Central time slot. We will see you then. In the meantime, make sure you're following our guy, Will to Go Gottlieb, Will underscore Gottlieb, for all of his updates. Uh, make sure you're reading what he's writing, allchgo.com. Big Dave is at BOW, B-A-W-L Sports. I'm Bulls underscore Peck. Our pal producer, Joey Spathis. Hey, Texas home. He's at Joey Spathis. Mm-hmm. We're CHGO underscore Bulls. Hit that thumbs up button on your way out if you haven't done so yet. Hit the subscribe button, too, if you aren't subscribed already. We appreciate you, Bulls fans. Thanks, Thanks for hanging Gary. out in the comments. We'll talk to you on Tuesday. Until then, see Red be good. Enjoy your Sunday. Peace.